Welcome back to Hack City, Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson. I got to fix that fade. I, I realize now that I got to fix the fade is not, that's on you. You're the one who's responsible for the fade because you made uh, the audio version of this. I'm Joe DeLeon. Joining me as always, my former college roommate and teammate from the University of Rhode Island, Sean Anderson. Today, we are going to be talking about Jim Harbaugh heading to the NFL, what that means for Michigan football. And then we, of course, have some various follies from the week, including the Kayshawn Butte betting scandal that dropped earlier today all that and more coming up on today's show sean how we doing well you asked for a shorter runway on the tail end of the bed and i'm not gonna i'm not putting my name on that on that fade that is a joe de Leon fade if i've ever heard one i did ask for a little bit more runway give me give me a send me a shorter one because i'm gonna need a shorter i one. keep on sending you shorter ones and then you <laughs> and then you keyframe them and they shoot right down all right i can i can fix it for, i can do whatever i need whatever you need me no to do i mean i'll just i'll just i'll just you. i'll just slap a, a a fade effect on top of the fade so that it'll be an abomination uh as it you know deserves to be uh sean before we get into talking about this though can you just quickly Share with our listeners a quick word from our friends over at Ben Online. Is the is the script that Cam gave? Is it a little bit? Is it a little bit better? Is there a new one? Yeah, there's a new one. It's playoff time, and the road to Vegas goes through San Francisco and Baltimore. Bet Online is your number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines, with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. Head up, head to Bet Online today and stay updated on all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. Is that the new tagline? There's a new tagline. Seems like there's you... a new tagline. Here's no. I have a tagline. Uh, bet online. If you are a college athlete, don't use us. <laughs> in that, in... Just a note, and I'm we're gonna dive into it. But when I'm talking about the sponsors and sports gambling, uh-huh. that does not go for athletes. You cannot bet on yourself or the games or gambling on sports. Especially yeah, we're, more sport. We're we're gonna Don't get to the case, we're gonna get to the Kishan uh Butte stuff later. I, I saw some people having some fun with it, you know. Bet on yourself, you know, to you know, be be willing to bet on your own accomplishments. But I have a, obviously I have a terrible take with how I think Butte should have been actually doing it if he was going to perform these illegal activities. Uh we'll get to that a little bit later. But the news that broke yesterday, last night. Jim Harbaugh, the national championship winning coach at Michigan. It is now public and announced that he is going to be taking over the Los Angeles Chargers, following up Brandon Staley as their next head coach, leading the future for this Chargers organization. And now it's up in the air on who they're going to hire. It seems pretty likely that they're going to go with Sharon Moore, who was the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach for a few seasons with the Wolverines. We're going to talk about candidates in a sec, but Sean, uh, your thoughts on the move, maybe just the perspective on what this means for the Chargers and just your initial reaction when you heard this. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on Harbaugh going to the Chargers. I'm happy for him. He won a natty and he's out. I wanted Harbaugh to coach the Atlanta Falcons. We now have Raheem Morris as our head coach, which... By the way, I was really rooting for... Vrabel to get that job because of the obnoxious loop that would have been created because it would have been Mike Vrabel and he apparently was supposed to bring Arthur Smith with him as the offensive coordinator that would have been so perfectly stupid maybe that's what turned them away maybe they they didn't want to have to deal with Arthur Smith still still yeah that would have been awful uh but Harbaugh brings culture change and the AFC version of Atlanta is the Chargers and the Chargers culture has been abysmal the last five seasons they have uh lost games that you can't imagine how they lost they don't preserve leads uh they don't capitalize when they need to and all of these things that that make you wonder how a team can get so cursed or get so talented and always fall short it's culture And the strongest asset that Harbaugh has is building a new culture. That's what they needed. They needed a talented leader to come from the outside and and, and reteach the millionaire athletes, uh, the the, the 0.1 percenters, how to win football games again. Because there's guys that have won football games before on the Chargers. There's guys that won tons of games in college. 
but you get to the NFL sometimes and you forget because it's so damn hard to win it. Harbaugh is, is, is a fearless coach, obviously, and he's a dude that does it by his own volition. And I, I think the NFL has a serious leadership problem from their head coaches where we're seeing now the, the, the finalists uh, in, the, in the championship games. Andy Reid, great leader, culture guy. Found it really well in Kansas City. Another Harbaugh in the championship, uh, John mm. coaching the Ravens. They have a wagon. Let's look to the NFC. Kyle Shanahan, kind of a one-in-one outlier guru schemer. And then you have Dan Campbell, leader of men, yeller, kneecap, biter. And Harbaugh fills, files into the into the Campbell camp for me, but closer. It, it, they need it. The Chargers need it. It's huge for them to get a guy like uh, Harbaugh coaching them. See, I personally think that now we're in this new wave of what head coaches are starting to be. And there's been some talk about how offensive coordinators seem to be the direction that a lot of these NFL teams are going in. But I actually think that the new wave is trying to get yourself a Dan Campbell, a D'Amico Ryans, uh, trying to get a guy who, a Mike Vrabel, who's now on the open market, somebody who has played, somebody that maybe is a little bit younger, somebody that the team is going to rally behind. It's purely a vibes play. It's a guy that is going to galvanize the group. And I do agree with you. I think that Jim Harbaugh fits that description. He's never been characterized as a guy who's, this is an offensive savant. This is a guy who is going to bring a very unique scheme to the, you know, to the team. We don't even really know who his offensive coordinator is going to be. I would assume that Minter is going to follow him as the defensive coordinator. But what we do know is that we started to see towards the end here with the Chargers is that the wheel started to come off because it didn't feel like there was one 100% buy-in and they weren't able to finish games, which usually means there is some cracks in the foundation of that culture. So yeah, I agree with that. I think that this is the right move because you need somebody that is going to rally all the pieces. It's not a bad roster. Does no, it have some it's holes? a great yeah. roster. Yeah, they, it did it. They just, they just need a couple of defensive yeah. pieces, and I think they get to that the next step. I think NFL needs their coaches to be Mr. Wolf. And Harbaugh is a Mr. Wolf guy. Mr. Wolf's giving the if you follow my instructions, we'll get the car cleaned up before your wife gets home. That's what these guys need. That's what NFL players need. They don't need another guy that's smart at f the, the analytics. They don't need another quarterback in the quarterback room coaching the whole team. I, I, I'm sick of it. I like guys that can create a culture and get buy-in because that's the only way you do the damn thing unless you have uber-talented star quarterback Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. That's the only way right. you do it. Look at right. – look. Look at how else it's going. You can load up like the 49ers and, and just build a, a, a juggernaut. And if your starting quarterback stays healthy, your game manager stays healthy, then you can win a Super Bowl. Other than that, you either need baller ass quarterback or crazy bought in culture. And, and we're just seeing we're seeing the ways it can go. But all the trendy hires, all the quarter zip guys, all the fresh, uh, cool haircut guys, they're not there. They're not in. The, they, they get bounced. They get booted. So Chargers win the offseason by bringing back vintage, classic, effective coach. It's a great move. And now that he's removed uh, from Michigan, I'm looking at him a different different way. I am. And I admit that I do. I admit that the Michigan stuff at times this season did irritate me just as a, as a fan of the sport. But now that it's it, it's separated and I'm looking at through the NFL lens, they're winning the offseason. They won the offseason. It's the best hire of this cycle. Gerard Mayo's a great hire for New England, not as good as oh, he's a, he's another one who fits into that description of what I was yes, talking about. Yes, and they're in the same and, and I see why the Patriots set up that clause because if if Mayo hit the market, he would have gone, he would have been the first coach hired. So I, I know why they did it. I get why they did it. They need a culture guy, and they finally got one in, in Los Angeles. Next thing they need to do is move it back to San Diego. That's the next step they need to make. I'm tired of LA football teams. Are you? I'm trying. You have to be. I well, okay, because no, I'm not because LA it, LA football teams are not like a beat you over the head type of an entity like it is in the East Coast. And like when we were living in in Rhode Island of all places, which was an hour or so from Boston, that shit was beating you over the head when you weren't a, a, a Patriots fan. All you heard and all you saw from people was Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. It was constantly beating you over the head. This isn't that type of type of a city. It's not a truly a football city it's not truly a sports city and most of the football fans are Raiders fans or 49ers fans because yeah. there have not been sports teams or football teams really here 
for a very long time. I mean, most people aren't even USC fans because most people are not bought in or really care about sports the way that we do on the East Coast. So, no, I mean, I think at the very least, though, this does open eyes. And frankly, I'd, I'd go to a Chargers game. I have no idea if I'll still be li- living in Los Angeles by the time they play their first games. But I, I would, I'd go to a game to kind of see what the product on the field is. And at the very least, one thing I will say, I think that they're in a capable position to get to the playoffs in 2024. I, I, I don't think that it is... Uh, an unrealistic output for them to get there. I think that they have the, you're talking about here, they've got a good quarterback. They've got two really good defensive ends with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, assuming they keep Khalil Mack. And I'm trying to figure out their cap room is, it does not seem that they've got a lot. It looks like I think the number's 14 million, which is not not great. Here, I, I want your opinion on this because I had a roommate that asked me, why would Harbaugh leave after winning a national title? <clears throat> I think oh, the answer to that is easy. The answer to that's well, obvious. Well, I'd like your answer on that. And then I'd like a follow-up answer on the question. What do you think is a harder job right now? College coach or NFL coach? So I got a two banger for you. If you want to let it rip. Uh, Wait. So the first part was I'm distracted. Why do you leave? Number. And then okay. college coach, NFL coach, which is harder. Cause I um, they tie in in the same way because yeah. you're dealing with way different things. Cap by the way, the cap number that they have, it's actually 45 million coming into this offseason. So that's actually pretty good money to play with. Pretty you could probably good. sign, you know, sign a, a you know good starting corner to fix that situation. But uh to answer your question, any other situation? No, I don't think that Jim Harbaugh leaves. I think that Jim Harbaugh might actually potentially lean towards staying, which is also something that he even tried to do. But you have to consider the circumstance of not only the new landscape of college football of having to deal with NIL, having to deal with the transfer portal, which they didn't suffer a lot dealing with that this past cycle, it has become immensely harder to produce good teams the way that you're used to doing it, especially with the complications of not knowing what is going to happen during free agency of college football. The impending sanctions or punishments that were possibly going to come down on him makes the answer obvious. It doesn't make sense for him to stick around he gets the chance to make a run at a, at a Super Bowl before he retires for good instead yeah. of having to sit on the couch for a year. I, it doesn't make any sense for him. He has a very rare opportunity. Like if a, if he tried to do this four years ago when or three years ago when maybe like Urban Meyer was still there and they were losing to Ohio State and they weren't winning the Big Ten and they weren't going to the college football playoff, he probably wouldn't get this as excited of an opportunity to be offered all this money to lead the direction and have a first choice for an NFL franchise. So I think that him winning the national championship and then also uh, the sanctions make sense. But uh, to answer your other question, they're like, which is better? I think in modern, normally it would be, it would be college football. It, normally it would be because there is, there used to be a strong window of an off season. You know, you got to take time off in the summer and you could take a long vacation and you're, you know, you're not drafting. There's no draft that's going on. You are trying to recruit. And in the most part, if you have a good football program, you're going to have the best opportunity to get the guys that you want. If you're Jim Harbaugh, you want a national championship, you're going to be able to attract most of the guys that you're looking to go get. But now, no, I think it's the NFL. I mean, there's it's a year-long cycle now for the NCAA. There's so few off days as so many people have talked about. And I think that if you talk to any modern coach, they all say they're all starting to get burned out. So, no, I, I think that the NFL is the answer. NFL has to be more better because you, if, if, you, if you're worried about dealing with the diva factor, uh, they're at least professionals. College, if you're dealing with the diva factor, they're, you know, they're, do, they're just regular college dudes that you're yelling at or dealing with. And then you're dealing with year-long free agency also, yeah. all year. How is that? It, that can't be rewarding. It can't be fun. It just has to being a college coach has to kill you because if you had a great day, right, you, you, you had some good calls, you did a home visit, and then you might have even gotten a flip the next day. You're starting from square one again because yeah. anything could happen. You could have any coach in your best players DMs. You could have a guy breaks up with his girlfriend. Now he wants to transfer. It, it's just there, there's too many. <laughs> That is too many variables to throw in there. I here's one thing I would add though. If there is a little bit more regulation and guidelines put into college football, 
I think college football goes back to being the better job because at the end of the day, there's like 20 jobs where you're expected to compete for a national title. Maybe less than that. Less. I think if you get if you get like a mid-level job, like say if you get like a Cincinnati or if you get like an Indiana, mm. one of those jobs, you could kind of just get your team to a bowl game and collect the bonuses. The man who has done this the best is Bob Stoops or uh, not Bob Stoops, uh, Mike Stoops. Sorry, the, the Kentucky head coach. They have just Mark Stoops. Mark Stoops. Why am I having such a um, you're a rube. Shut the shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Mark Stoops. There's too many Stoops to keep track of. And then there's the the slappy Stoops that is a part of the 2024 and draft this year. And you out your back door. And then, yeah, it's just tough. Shut up. Oof, sorry. It It is a guy like him, I think, has, has just been able to hang around and do the bare minimum and collect millions of dollars and still win but doesn't need to win the conference. The expectations are a lot lower. That doesn't happen in the NFL. Every single job is expected to win in a four-year window. And if it doesn't, you're out. Yeah. You're fired. It's definitely a short leash in the NFL, and it should be. It's the NFL. Uh, I'm I'm, ex- I'm very excited for uh, for the crazier Harbaugh to be back in that league. If it does, if the NFL does not implode due to the heightened rate of gambling on games from players... Uh, then it could be very fun. But, I mean, if gambling takes over, then the whole league tanks and we don't have football. And then I don't know what we would do. He um, he better hire Connor Stallion. Speaking of players betting on games, though, I want to talk about the Kayshawn Boutte um, news that dropped today. Former LSU wide receiver Kayshawn Boutte came public today that he was caught gambling on a ridiculous amount of games some of which that he was playing in. And here's a little bit of a, a, a some context here that was written about Butte. Butte allegedly created the name of a fictitious female, Kayla Fortenberry, to create the online... Sorry, I don't know why I'm pause, like... Pause, so... pause the story. Okay, pause, the name. The, one more time, please. Kayla Fortenberry is the name that he went with. That's not, not a, do, that's not a good name to go with. Right. So we're already Kayla off to a rough Fortenberry start. Probably knows a Kayla in his real life. Fort has to come from Fortnite. And he thought that Barry was a nice touch. So that's, that's how it was crafted. Cause <laughs> I know if I'm, if I'm breaking down how that name came to be, it, it well, like, he's it, a dumbass know. and used his own email, which was the, it, it doesn't even matter that he tried to do the fake name. Uh, to create the online gaming account and used his own mother's credit card to fund the account, the warrant says 17 wagers were made on NCAA football, which included wagers on LSU football between the dates of August 28th, 2022 and August 9th, 2023. The warrant states six of the wagers were on LSU football, including one game where he bet on himself. Investigators allege that particular game was LSU versus Florida State on September 4th, 2022, where Butte allegedly placed one bet. It's kind of funny that they aired this guy out so badly, where he would personally score at least one touchdown in the game and another bet that he would have over 82 and a half receiving yards. According to the warrant, during 2022 and 2023, Butte deposited a total of $132,000 into the, into the account. Butte won a total of $556,000, but used most of that money to make additional bets. He withdrew $50,000. So that is true, sicko. That, that is the gambler. full extent of all this. I, here's my one takeaway. If you're going to bet on NCAA games and you're going to give bet us on the locks. No, 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 no. <laughs> Why would it? How oh God, this is just it's just so poorly done. If you're gonna do it, you point shave. Bet the under and then just run aimlessly and run the wrong routes the whole game. Just if you're trying to make money and you're gonna go through with that, and I know, oh, I'm sure that he, you know, he's confident in himself. F that if you're trying to make money and you have this much of a problem, take the under and blow the game. He was playing like shit, anyways. Yeah, I uh I don't think he's going to play in the NFL. Uh, you just going to jail. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's just rough. You just can't, 
you cannot that I think that America would repeal sports gambling to keep the NFL alive and they should. And I love, and I love both. And I'm somebody that could do both. And I'm someone that was excited until I was done playing football to gamble on the football that I was playing. It's not that hard. It's one sacrifice. And even if you don't want to sacrifice it, do some reading. Have it set up somewhere else without your credentials. Well, that's it's, the it's it's everything because it could be the yeah. collapse of the the world's greatest sport on both levels on the NFL and college, and then it could be the collapse of sports gambling in America. So uh, if this continues to happen, I, I don't think it's going to lead to that. When, at the, wait, wait. At the end when, of the day, when, when, when they fans can't trust the product, Joe then the product it, it, has the, no the merit. Pandora's box has already been opened. They're not going to go backwards with any of this shit. All that has, I, okay, it, wait, this is only, sports gambling has only been legal for a very brief amount of time in, you know, the, the history of the United States or whatever the hell, just in modern sports history. Very small amount of time. There has not been enough time for guys, players, to have been held accountable to an extreme degree. So this is the reality of it. There had to have been guys to mess up in order for those to understand why they shouldn't do it and understand what the punishment leads to. Butte's probably going to jail. He's probably going to jail. And that's that's what all these guys need to see of, oh, shit, I need to delete my account right now. Or probably shouldn't open that DraftKings account. It, that's probably why Butte never even thought he had to worry about anything. He didn't, clearly didn't think this through because at the end of the day, he probably thought, ah, they're not going to catch me. It's the same shit with guys who used to smoke weed when they played when it wasn't legal in most states. It's the same kind of deal. Guys thought that they wouldn't get caught and then they got caught. Here's what I, I just want to know who he is talking to or following that's having a great time wagering, you know, because it's it's good for fans. But is he seeing all the parlay complaints and ats to athletes where where he he thinks I, think I gotta deep. be a part of this? I, I'm just saying, Joe, as a player, and I'm sure people were, were mad at him for messing up their overs. How are you in how are you mad at yourself for messing up your overs? Just play the game. It's unbelievable the lack of thought put into gambling on your own sport. And the only thing I respect is that he gambled on himself to do well. And I love that. That is. Well, that it is sounds like that was only a very, you know, uh, incremental. I gotcha. I gotcha. But I, I always respect putting your money where your mouth is, even if you're going to go down with the ship. That's something I like when Calvin Ridley went down and he was, uh, he was betting on the Falcons to win. First of all, bad bets. But secondly, as a fan, I'm like, ah, look at him riding with the boys. I kind of liked it. I, I did. Wait, why didn't Calvin really go to jail? What, and I'm now remembering this. Why was he not? I don't know. I don't know. The NFL has their own policy. Jameson Williams was suspended for six games. Uh, but in, he didn't bet suspensions. on himself, though. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I guess I don't fully understand. I'm the, not sure the severity of this. Um, all right, I want to move on to the next thing that we have before we get to some of our mailbag uh, questions that we have. Um, so we, I, I discovered this yesterday, and I sent it to Sean. Uh, always love to discuss media follies that happen. So Believe in Nets host on the Believe Network. Uh, you know, obviously we're part of Believe. I'm full-time producer with Believe. Mm. Eric Slater. More. Eric Slater got into a little bit of a tricky situation while in a Twitter space. I'm just going to play the audio and we're going to talk about this a little bit. Let us know you're all right, man. We've heard that that happened before. Hopefully that happens with Spencer Dinwiddie. And whether they choose to go as uh, Tam or they choose to whatever, just make it. Eric? Yeah. You okay? Yeah. Yep, I am. I got to head out, guys. All right. Let us know you're all right, man. I don't. The lack of, the lack of explanation, the just, all right, I got to head out, guys. That, that was the extent of it. And. I don't understand this. That why guys do this? Like, why do you need to be in a Twitter space while you're driving? I don't. I never understand. And also, like, it, it always boggles my mind when I have a guest on, which is why I don't like doing guests. Why people try to join from their phone while they're driving? It's the same yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, I hope uh, we've we've checked in on Eric. He's doing okay. But I thought that that was really 
the initial Eric, you okay, is perfect. It's perfectly done. <laughs> and then his dejected, yeah, which I, and I, he said he didn't even need to say another word because you knew that he just he just did some dumb something stupider than shit in his car and he just he, he wasn't <laughs> looking and he hit a pole and, and just yeah no i gotta go you just you know that it was his fault <laughs> that he was at fault oh i love oh, that God. so I, much i uh, i'm so sorry that we're we're making it not making an example of him but the, I, I i hope that his car is okay and it's not that expensive for him to deal with but that is you know what it's pretty funny i don't hope anything bad for him but if but to get that sound of that car crash from a Twitter space. It's just so cartoonish. It's, it's just so unbelievable. perfect sound. Why did it go so long? Because he he was moving. He wasn't just bumped into or back. In a, he was, that was a long crash. Oh, it was fantastic. I can't get enough of that. Um. All right, next yeah. topic. I'll let you, I'll let you explain the, the next topic that you wanted to, to do on today's show. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit ago, there was an alcohol collaboration where Doritos partnered with a big spirit producer and they came up with a flavor of it's like a vodka gin hybrid. It, it's a spirit. Mm. It's, it's, it's a clear alcohol that tastes like nacho cheese Doritos and disgusting upon, upon the conception, the researcher or the, the, the distillers were, impressed and shocked and happy because you you were able to create vodka that tasted like nacho cheese doritos and some form of science that's impressive for joe and i it's rancid disgusting waste of time and resources but you're scientists you want to play around and be in the lab all day and get after it you got it that's your that's your job but i felt like it would be a good exercise for joe and i to brainstorm and come up with some alcohol collaborations that haven't happened yet that we would like to see the resources funneled into instead of gimmick gag nacho cheese alcohol that that what's the what's the that valorant players would drink and buy all right pc gamers not for the not for us all right we are looking for some some good alcohol collabs joe start us off with a good one here give us one that the american public needs and that everybody could enjoy so i was trying to think of what would go well with a wine cooler and i thought why doesn't cheese whiz (laughs) collaborate (laughs) with like barefoot or one of those uh shitty wine brands any thoughts on that you're not feeling that one that's fucking terrible, Joe. Joe, that is cheese, that is cheese awful. whiz wine cooler. Come cheese on, that's a brilliant wine idea. Cooler, not cheese brilliant. and wine. Cheese and wine is a a, a, a commonly uh, sought after combination, and it, it is something that is appreciated by many. I think that cheese and it, it, the, the important part here is we're going down a notch on both things. We're not doing like a fine cheese and a fine wine. No, we're going with a cheap wine cooler. And cheese whiz. Hey Joe, you know what? That's been done before in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, so so I don't know if we could. I just I knew. I'm also kind of wondering: would it be like thick? Would it be like pasty? Like that's is it like Bailey's? Is that what, what was the... that cement shot that we had in Brookings? It would be like that. It would it would be uh it would be a, 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 a how do I put it? How do you put it? How do you put what that texture would be without saying jizz? Okay, thanks for saying that. What's your first one? Uh, my first one. Let me pull this out. Hopefully, it's better than Cheese Whiz Wine. Uh, all right, yeah. I'll go with this. Welch's Fruit Snacks Flavored Gin. Make yeah, people like gin, out. and let's pair it with with a universally beloved fruit Have snack. Have you had gin before? It's not the Yeah, I don't like gin. I think that... but it's gin bitter for this. This doesn't make yeah, any yeah, sense. I know, I know, but here, follow my train here. Follow my train here. I know I'm gin not. is bitter. It's bitter but it's also floral and fruity and the Welch's fruit snacks aren't the sweetest. They're floral and fruity like fruit snacks. Like they're, they're a little bit of a tamer fruit snack. So if you put that together with the gin, then I think we can, fi- we can get more gin fans and we can, it, who doesn't like Welch's fruit snacks. Have you ever just had one little pack of those? Uh, I just, this sounds like a, 
a children's drink mixed with an adult drink, which oh, just doesn't, you're, you're, it doesn't the, the go. Fruits, not fruit juice, fruit snacks. You have to get the flavoring from the fruit snacks, put that in the gin, and then you got Welch's shots, and then you're having a good time. I don't know why you wouldn't just do vodka. Vodka is a, is far more you flavorless. Could do vodka. Than, you could do vodka why would we, if you want. Why would we pair I just think it would pair well. Terrible. terrible. I, think, I think it would pair. How is that? Sorry. Your next one, please. Oh, Brian's off the. How did none of us come up with Bailey's and YooHoo? God, that's a brilliant idea. I think I have Bailey's and YooHoo in my house. I might you tap in to tonight. Have you ever had a Have you ever had a Doctor Nut before? This also made me think of this, but it's not really a Doctor Nut. Is but, amaretto. You, you you explain to me what a Doctor Nut is, and I, and I'll tell <laughs> you if I drank it or not. It's it's amaretto and Doctor Pepper, and it is an unbelievable combination i couldn't i couldn't bring that to the table because that's not my own you know what? my no, own idea dr nut do you have amaretto i drink alizé no, like a gentleman jesus christ put the alizé down you guy uh, all, right, all right my second one uh ah, this one's not really that creative i mean i was trying to come up with something that goes with a four loco and i'm celsius celsius has to they obviously would never do this but you, you'd have to probably mix them separately but i think uh uh, a four loco Celsius drink would be would be a great idea. Do you, I've never had a Celsius, but I see them everywhere based on certain people that I may follow. Uh, do you do you like Celsius? Is it good or is it dog water? Yeah, yeah. No, I it's it's great for if you need something quick and you're going to the gym and you're like half asleep or not half asleep, but if you're like dragging ass and you need quick energy, which is why like. You know, we do these like the vodka Red Bull is disgusting. Anyone who does a vodka Red Bull and you you need to remove yourself from the room if you're with somebody yeah. who's drinking vodka Red Bull. I think that Celsius tastes good. It's fizzy, and then you mix that with the Four Loco, double fizzy. I think it's a good combo. I think I was at a David Guetta show in Ibiza, and I had three vodka Red Bulls back to back to back, and I didn't sleep well that night. And I yeah, had you're a Red Bull since you're a piece of garbage. That's what you get. I never saw Geta, by the way. It was so packed. I was like, I was way back in the back. People were staking it out for hours for David Geta. I couldn't believe it. Is that uh, how you pronounce it? All right, what's your? I, uh... I didn't. I didn't. I was more focused on the Calvin Harris concert. Uh, Ryan, this Joe. is uh, Ryan. This is exactly what I'm looking for. I do want a 100% blackout rate. That is the goal. Um. All right. We go all ahead. like we all like rum, don't we, Joe? Nice tropical, you know, liquor. Maybe. What if we were uh, to figure out a way to get a uh, King's Hawaiian roll rum? Oh, that's pretty. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait. I was thinking of like Hawaiian punch, and then the wait, wait, what? Wait, why? Okay. Why bread and rum? If you they criticize do... my cheese whiz wine, and you're coming here with bread rum? First that's of all, dog shit. First of all, bread rum. Kept the pirate pirates alive for for decades. Also, also, how else would they keep scurvy off, Joe? Idiot! You're making scurvy that up. Rum and bread. That what else were they going to eat on the ships? They had You're petrified just meats and shit. Salt. Stop it! I'm not just saying shit. Also, if they could turn Doritos pirate nacho expert, cheese apparently. flavor into oh, because you know more about pirates. I, I do if, a show with a pirate turn, expert. Apparently. If you could turn a, a a a nacho cheese Dorito into clear liquor and have it taste like that Dorito, why can't we have a rum that tastes like the King's Hawaiian roll? It's delicious. It's a delicious little little pocket of bread and sweetness that could get transferred to a nice rum. I'm not saying turn it into a brandy like a crazy person. We're not making cordials, but they could figure out a way to turn a carb uh, take the carb flavoring and put that into a clear liquor. We can find a way to do that with a rum. Don't you're say fat. you hate that. Don't you're hate, a fat it, piece of shit. I hate that. that um, and I am a piece of shit. But that's a good. That's a good combo. Um. Okay. My last one. Jack Daniel Slim Jim collaboration. What do you think about that? I think those just vibe together. I don't know what that would taste like, but those just felt right. I had some sort of connection there. Nothing. You give don't approve of that. Give me a beat. So. You're saying Jack Daniels, right? Yeah. Can't be what? any other type of whiskey. Can't be anything else. Only Jack Daniels. And you want the Jack Daniels to taste like Slim Jims? Well, see, like, I don't know what the Dorito vodka tasted like. 
Tastes like nacho cheese. Have you had it? No. Well, the idea is, you know, you've got the taste of whiskey. And then I think I would think that a Slim Jim, I would eat a Slim Jim and drink whiskey. I think that those two things would go together nicely. So I'm wondering if there's a way to pair the two. You know what? I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing it, Joe. Give me a moment. Do you have a Slim Jim and some whiskey? No, no, I'm not poo-pooing it. So I have some Jack Daniels. Do you have a Slim Jim? No, I've had I, I've had plenty of Slim Jims recently, though. So I can. Mm. So I still have that. I, 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 it's not like it's been a year and I haven't had one. So let me just take a little Polsky and see if I'd want a Slim okay. Jim after this, this. This doesn't. You just want to drink on the show. This has nothing to do with. What are you, the feds? No. Yeah, I am. No, I couldn't use a Slim Jim after this. Yeah, well, you've got bad taste. That's no, I don't. <laughs> bad taste. What's your last one? You my last said, one. You just said King's Hawaiian rolls and rum. I I don't uh, make God. that into a make a rum that tastes all like right, a King's all right, Hawaiian. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. What's the last one? All right, here's something, and we're gonna have to get down to the chemical on this because there's a fantastic sports beverage, but unfortunately, it's too thin. So if you're mixing it with alcohol, the alcohol is too it's too prevalent. Like you just taste too much of it. It's too strong. It's not a good mixer, but it's delicious. And I know you've had it. And I know, I think we share the same sentiment. They need to find a way to infuse the vitamin water XXX acai blueberry pomegranate with some type of alcohol. And not just mixing it like a college kid. Turn it, crank it up, make it thicker, and then put and then get the alcohol vodka in it. Why is this that's so specific? Because that's a fantastic sports drink. That was the Powerade that we got in the dining halls at school, Joe. Which... It's the best power. It's the best or Powerade vi- vitamin water. It's the best vitamin water flavor that there is. We can figure that out. That's something that needs to happen. This is unbelievably to specific. Get th- yeah, I'm. I, I'm sorry. I didn't have wine cheese or, or jerky whiskey like you did. Yeah, yeah. I, I get on Stuck my level. <laughs> no, that's yeah. not. No, 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 no. <laughs> I like that you're giving me some good big picture stuff. Uh-huh. I'm dialing it in for you. Okay. I'm dialing it in. It's a little too specific. All right, Sean, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna get to our our, uh, our questions here, and then we'll we'll close out the show. Um, first question that we have from Edwin Gomers: How many NFL teams do you think will legitimately have a grade on Penix, given that he has already had four season-ending injuries in six years of playing? I don't even know what this question means. We're gonna skip it. Uh, <laughs> Michael Penix Jr. would help any team that he was on. I, I just don't know. I, it's making it seem like no one would draft Michael Penix Jr., which is just a really, really poorly worded question. Uh, Chester's first question in honor of this video, what are your top three wing sauces? And he posted a picture of uh, the Sid Sydney Sweeney on hot ones. Uh, what are your fl- favorite wing wing flavors? Lemon pepper. Yeah, hot, lemon pepper's up there. That's my one. Hot buffalo. Yeah. If, if you're a garlic parm guy or like the 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 mango habanero guy, I have no time for you. It, it's See, it, it's good mango habanero on there. I or you know what's good that's very underrated that I, not a lot of places do Old Bay. Old Bay wings. Uh, they're fine. But I, I, I'm out on barbecue wings. That's a waste of everyone's oh, time. Oh, terrible! Huge terrible. waste of everyone's time. It's got to be. Yeah, I'm just. I'm. I, you know what? I'm lame here. I'm lemon pepper or, or buffalo. I don't need any of the other trappings on my wings. Just give me a yeah. good wing. Give me a wing stop, lemon pepper wing, or or, or some southern wing where it's where it's you know you got some good crisp to it and it's not that soggy. Like like supermarket wing that you try yeah. to do, and if you don't have a fryer, it's just gonna kind of stay soggy. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I think it's got to be you need that pepper. real shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, you watched get... the Sydney Sweeney video? No, no, no. I I have. I, I don't want to wake my neighbors. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm ready to end the show. <laughs> that was one of the most inappropriate things that has ever been said <laughs> oh, from my. the barking. She's eating wings. The yelling. She's. I, I tell you what. I'm kind of. I'm kind of stoked for big content guy. I like knowing that he had a big day. <laughs> Nick Davis's first question: Hayden Hatton draft possibly. 
no, I don't think he gets drafted. Um, actually, he might. There's a bad tight end class. There's a possibility. There's a really bad tight end class. I don't know if you have any. You probably don't have anything to add to that. Um, Patrick I hope Fur- he does. <laughs> Patrick Furks asked two questions. We're going to skip the one where he asked for an early big sky ranking for 2024. I'm sorry, Patrick. It is too early to be thinking about that. Mm-mm. The <laughs> second question that he had. What are some sleeper teams for the 2024 FCS season? Maybe give one team you guys see making the playoffs that doesn't, uh, that's not expected to, and one that might be expected to make the playoffs, but you see making a deeper run. I think uh, that, um, yeah, you got it. You got the first one. Well, did you have something? Yeah, I thought, um, I thought Eastern Washington might be, uh, might be a sleeper for me. I haven't followed up yeah. on if uh, Kikoa Vesperis is still there, but. They, he started. He got better throughout the year, and they had a really tough schedule last year. I wouldn't be surprised if Eastern Washington went to the playoffs and won a game next year. Not saying they're winning at all, but they they could be exciting. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm actually trying to think that these questions are so hard without like being able to like really analyze these rosters. Uh, Some it's someone out of the CAA. Also, I mean, UNH just had a dump, and then. I don't know. I, I, you'll know in week four, whichever CAA quarterback just gets thrown in there after the starter is gone, he'll probably right. string off seven straight wins and, and then be a, a, an eight seed, whatever team he, that he's leading. Actually, you know who's been recruiting really well? Um, Houston Christian's actually been recruiting well, and there's no trolling with that. They've had a couple of good recruiting classes. I could actually kind of see them being I might a have been a, Yeah, but they lost their team. head coach. Braxton Harris went back to Campbell, I think. Oh, you are you are correct with that. That did happen. Yeah, I'm not that plugged in at the moment. There's a lot of extra work that goes into being uh, uh, caught up. This is a great question by Chester. Only fans, daughter or son who hates football. I, I think son who hates football because that uh, that leaves the opening for them to be into other sports. I I, I think the inverse of that is just I I can't even I don't even want to acknowledge it. Son who hates football is, I think, the better option for me. But uh, you played lacrosse. I don't know if I could be like a lacrosse dad. I don't have that club in my bag. I can't do that. Why do you immediately go to lacrosse? Because if they're not into football, they're into some other beta sport. I mean, there's plenty of kids that I know that are like hyper fixated on baseball and they're not into football. Yeah, you know what? Baseball, Baseball would be cool. Uh yeah, yeah. yeah not the OnlyFans. Uh, OnlyFans daughter. Just I, I don't think any sane adult male would would say yes to the nah. OnlyFans daughter. That is a great question, Chester. I appreciate you asking that. Chester yeah. is always consistent with these names or with these questions. Uh, Chester's next question. Yeah. What is your best fantasy name you've used? I am cannot read the one that he. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got some some touchy ones. Uh, I've been using the same face. So wait, wait. Chester commented. So his name example was in a, was was really bad. If anyone wants to go read these, they're on my my on my Twitter. When they're I on your Twitter feed. feed. Yeah, <laughs> Rack followed up with one that somehow is worse. Um, which I don't know if you happen to see what that was. I but, saw what, them all, brother. Uh, how can I? Your, what was your What was your fantasy team? My name? my fantasy team name. It's kind of you know we've fluctuated a little bit. It used to be a I I I change it to to simulate digs at other teams and other players in my league, uh, but now for the last couple of years I've been locked in on Cock Michaels Esquire, my my character that I've built, uh, who is a play by play analyst. <laughs> <laughs> he's also he's also a, a lawyer uh, on, on the side. I think he was at once a rules official because I know a lot of referees are also lawyers. So by the way, I sent you that picture. Did you? Booth. Did you appreciate me using Cock Michaels as my uh, uh, identity while I was bowling? Did you appreciate me doing that? <laughs> I also altered the score to make it look like I had hit 10 strikes in a row. Here's the problem. People either like the character or they hate him. People people will talk about Cock Michaels Esquire like he's a real person in the fantasy chat. Or yep. it's how much longer is he going to do this shit? And, I, and I'll just be texting in the group chat things that Al Michaels would say. I, I, and sometimes I'll just say thin mints, question mark. Nobody gets it. 
nobody and it's fine it's my favorite character that i've ever created i'm st- i've st- i've been trying to remember joe's creator uh, character that i made for him who was the color commentator uh that had a, a it poop was johnson well poop johnson was a herb variation <laughs> oh i forget what it was uh my best team name i had one that i can't repeat that had sean's name in it um wait, wait hold on what you have you- put it in the private here uh, I'll, I'll put it in the in the private, but I'm really big on, um, what was that? I'm really, I'm really big on like oh, using okay. other team members in, in the league. So like I, I, I at one point, I at one point kept it really simple and like, you know, my, one of my buddies didn't change his default name. So it was team Gershow. So I made my team name team Gershow. So now there's this bit where whoever beats the team with team Gershow gets to change their name to team Gershow. <laughs> So we like That's there's just this good. cycle. There's just this cycle of new team Gershows every single week, which is a which is a pretty good bit. Uh, the the one that I did this year because I lost the team Gershow not uh, name. I it, somebody else took it for me. Uh, two of my two of my buddies the night of the draft were one was visiting the other and they were with their girlfriends and they were like making this big deal that they couldn't do the draft the night that we planned for because they were going on a double date. And so I started berating them saying, it doesn't matter. You guys are just going to get divorced anyways. So I made the, the, the team name just team divorce. That's not that creative. It's just kind of me trying sure. to be mean. Nice. Uh, that that's, that's probably one of my better ones. You see you're, I remember your team name now and, and it might shock people. But I'm I'm a bit combative in fantasy leagues, which could bring yeah. uh, a lot of names about me. Yours, not even cracking the top three meanest. I mean, when I was a commissioner, there was Fire Anderson and Peach Anderson. Sean's micro penis was a name <laughs> for not one but two teams at times. Uh-huh. I, I really, I, I became the the subject of a lot of uh, a lot of trolling over fantasy. And then Cock Michael's Esquire came along and saved me and rescued me out of the pit of despair where I was just a, a, a lowly commissioner getting trolled by the whole league. Now I'm a regular player. Bowling. So, oh, wait, who you gave up your commissioner status? Yes. Because you were tired of it? Well, it's just because I was dealing with, I, I, I got so tired of, of trying to collect the money. Uh, and I just said, you know, what? F, I'm done. I'm done. Someone else take over. You got it. And then nobody else took over. And then mm. three years ago, uh, a week before the season started, uh, uh, another buddy took over commissioner and he's done a decent job. Uh, but now he's got the direct, uh, the direct team names for him. I'm good. I'm good off that. Should we ask rack just hopped in? Should we ask racks question? I don't even want to read it. Do you know the one that I'm talking about? The of course. One? How could I, I not? read it? Should I read yeah, it? Yeah, no? Why not? Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Our well, friend rack asks, hello, Joe and Sean, have either of you been in a hurry while standing at the urinal and accidentally caught your penis in the zipper after finishing up? I think I've done that once. I haven't caught it in the zipper. Typically, it doesn't go past that. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, okay. But um, now I, I, I really almost crushed uh, one of the fellas on a deadlift on a uh, on a trap bar deadlift. My my legs got too were too narrow, and on the initial pull you, up, you seem like a guy who I had to quit a rep lot. in college because I almost went down and, and exploded. You hey, seem uh, like a guy uh, who sits on his nuts a lot. I'm just gonna say that <laughs> I do not sit on my nuts a lot. I do not. You just give off that vibe. Uh, last <laughs> questions that we have from Ryan Cordes, our good friend. Uh, I I think we've been pronouncing his his name right. Right. Well, Ryan asked us the first one. He's got three questions. What's a realistic draft ceiling for Jalen Coker, and what team do you think would be a best fit? He's going to be a high-priority uh, free agent for me. Yeah. That was how I graded him. I, he's a guy who just works really hard, who I think is going to be like a really good special teams player. If not, he could work as a... Um, you know, as like a, as a UFL guy in one of these other leagues, I don't know. It's the best team fit. You, you know, he's a slower receiver that's good in possession situations. I don't know if there's necessarily like a. It's like Indy. F- yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's. You got a- Pittman and you got Mo Ali Cox and then you got Alec Pierce. They're a, a team full of possession receivers. So if you wanted that, Coker could go there. Favorite old school Nickelodeon game show, a la Guts, Legends of the Hidden Temple, Double Dare, etc. I don't think I have an answer for this one. I didn't no, really like that, those. That came right before us. That was midnight. I was born in '98. Joe was born in '99. Uh, so we were a little bit after that. 
I don't know if I, I was always a Jeopardy kid. I was always a huge nerd Jeopardy. Never got a question right when I was a kid, but I loved it. Favorite, this is a really good question. Favorite hangover brunch meal. I, I immediately popped in my head. Uh, I great. think the cold calzone you ordered from the night before. That's great. That's a great bowl did de not eat. I That's I, a hell of a bowl de Leon. So, so uh, I, I, they used to do that often. I used to order one and then I would eat part of it and I'd get too tired. I'd fall asleep. And then I'd wake up and I would eat the mac and cheese calzone that I had uh, that was left in the fridge. But most recently, the last time I ordered a calzone was two years ago when the Super Bowl was in L.A., there was the they do the media party uh, and they did it at Universal and I with a couple of coworkers had way too much to drink ended up being out uh, until like three in the morning get back I'm starving I order a calzone fall asleep on my couch the calzone is left outside in front of my apartment just sits outside until one o'clock the next day I proceed to open the door to like go throw something out notice that the calzone is there forgot that I ordered it. Yeah. And that was probably one of the best meals that I've ever had. Just That's a great I've <laughs> lukewarm calzone that was sitting there. I forgot about your universal party. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh yeah, that next day calzone is huge. I would say I've kind of been my hangover, my Sunday meal lately has been a bacon, egg, and cheese with cream cheese on it, uh, on a bagel. Uh it's a little it trust me, it's a little out there. It doesn't look good. Where did when you, you find that? I mean, there's bacon, egg, and cheese bagels all over the place. Uh, Sam put me on to adding the cream cheese on it. That's actually been a bit of a godsend. I'm not, and I know, I know if you'd it's be praised or shot in New York City if you ordered. Should that. be both. I'm telling you, it's not great. It's I, I understand that it has that it's a divisive breakfast sandwich because you have bacon, egg, and cheese, and you have bagel with cream cheese. Combine them both, and it's a pretty good hangover fix for me. I'm trying to think what else. You just get a little more of that texture on there. It just kind of. I mean, the the general go-to is you stumble your way to the nearest diner and you just order the biggest mess of eggs and and a side of pancakes. That's always been like the go-to. And you get a cup of coffee, you chug some water, and then that's usually enough to get me just rolling into the next day easily. What if I, God, I had a really good one recently. What do we have? I mean, anything hot. You got to get anything hot. you gotta get you gotta get something with some protein in it and it's gotta be hot like a like a i think i had half of a donner kebab uh in germany when we were leaving and it was fucking fantastic joe because it was just i I just put it right in the microwave and oh it was so that that for some reason for some reason we'll wrap after this i that reminded me of that one night where you and i were out and we came back and then you and i drunkenly made kielbasa do you remember that oh yeah 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 kielbasa is always a play but that's got to be a night of play next yeah. day way too much no, oil and you no. can't fry it up in the oil the next day your stomach's going to be torn up if you're doing the kielbasa bit it's nothing's better at 2 30 in the morning uh after a good winter's drunk than that kielbasa but you cannot take it over into the morning you cannot do that all right it's good note to wrap us up on at Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio. Hit that subscribe button. We will be back next Thursday with our next live stream. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.